No. Um, <laughs> what were you watching? How to Get Away with Murder. I really fell off. Yeah. I fell off the deep end. Because I'm on the deep end. Oh watch as I die. You're not allowed to do that because that'll make me cry. I'll never leave the ground. She's going to win a Grammy. I mean, an Oscar. You mean She'll a Tony. I'll probably also win a Grammy for that. You mean an Emmy. You mean everything. Hey, I'm Jerome. And I'm Kenyon. And welcome back to We Love That. This week we are finally giving you a review of A Star Is Born. Which we know is going to win a lot of Oscars. And speaking of Oscars, today we're talking about Oscars, Grammys, Emmys, Tonys, Streamies, BET Awards, BAFTAs. Okay, and and here's the episode. Welcome back to We Love That. My name's Kenyon. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> really got him there. Really Thank got you. him there. Thank you. No, but he wishes, but my name is Kenyon. Wow. Actually, so. Kenyon, how are you doing? <laughs> you didn't say your name, Jerome. I got you to say it. Ha ha. I tricked you. You did. You got me. I'm honestly on, on an uptick. We were on a downward spiral. And oh. now we're... We're floating back up. We're reviving. Mm, floating up to the surface. What is that? That what do they say? That the, you know that saying, that like the the cream rises to the top. Yeah. I don't know how I got that from you. You knew exactly what I was rubbing saying. Rubbing your hands together. Well, you were talking about rising to the surface, but I actually thought that it was something bad. It no, was like the, like. like it was, it's, you know, it's uplifting. I know the cream rises to the top, but there's a bad version of it. Well, the, the, the soot falls to the bottom. No, it's like something else rising to the top. Like the bad stuff rises to the top. What? 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 Okay. I might just be making that up. I think you're making it up. Oh. Um, how are you doing at this moment? I'm okay. My arm hurts. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> my arm does hurt, but we're going to. Talk about that later. Ooh, mystery. <laughs> Kenyon, I have a question no. for you. Speaking of mystery, drama, intrigue. Another one, um, please. Spooky. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> seasonal, almost. Uh, we're recording this the beginning of Halloween part one. Wow. Um, what are you going to be for Halloween? You know that was a rude thing to ask me. <laughs> you knew that that was a rude thing to ask me because I'm, I have nothing. I have no one in my life. Oh, that wasn't supposed to come out that way, but it's true. And I also have nothing to be for Halloween. So I well, have a ton of costumes. I, you have like four. Newest one being a pumpkin. A, not a, just a pumpkin, a sexy pumpkin. I didn't say I was going to be a sexy uh, pumpkin. I beg to differ. Anyway. I said I, said I was going to be a pumpkin, not a sexy pumpkin. How do you how do you be a pumpkin? I'm going to dress all in orange. I'm going to cut out. I'm going to be a jack lantern. I guess is more specific. Oh, I'm going to okay. cut out in black. You know, eyes, nose, mouth. You know, like a jack o lantern. Then I'm going to tape them on my shirt, and I'm going to wear a little green hat, and I'll be a little pumpkin. But It'll be cute. cute. People will get it. 
That's you cute. know, it's That's simple. Cute. And what are your other costumes? I don't think I should say. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> See, I love costumes that are like, well, I love all kinds of costumes. I love taking something <laughs> dumb and making it sexy, dumb thing. I love a super intricate niche thing. I also love a, um, I love something really simple, like a pumpkin. <laughs> I'm trying to think what base that doesn't cover. I also love thing, things that are random. I love everything. I love all kinds of Halloween costumes, except racist ones. Moments. Where do you think that comes from? Why do you like Halloween so much? Because I, I don't, don't know. I love I don't costume. Like that much. I love drama. I love dressing up as things. Well, I do too, even though I don't do it very well at Halloween, which is weird. But I don't like Halloween is like spooky and scary and creepy. And it's like sometimes people do like bad things around I know, Halloween. but you could also just do fun stuff. I always celebrated Halloween when I was growing up. Kenyon, let's take it to the bridge. And by that, I mean, let's have a moment for the world. I love the world and I love a moment. I don't know how to talk about this without crying and also laughing at the same time. It's not good. It's, it's no good. It's in. It's incredibly bad, actually. Okay, so recently on Dr. Phil, oh, kind of like the other day, this happened this week. This isn't like dig digged. This isn't <laughs> dug up out of the archives. This happened this week in October of 2018. Um, the year of our Lord and Savior. Uh, this... Black girl, she is 16. Oh, God. She is black. Okay, let me be clear. Her parents are black. Oh, my God. She thinks she's white. Not only does she think she's white, she's fully a white supremacist. <laughs> like, she, the, like, cold open video, you know, to introduce you to the topic and what Dr. Phil's going to be, you know, fixing with everyone this week is, like, she opens and she's just, like, black people are fat and ugly. And it's like, <laughs> wait, wait a second. What? What are you saying? No, she's like, no, she says, um, a lot of people may not agree with my beliefs. I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> but she isn't white. Like, please go look this up. She is not white. And then, but not only is she not white, and you know, here's a spoiler alert, because I know this is only an, an audio podcast. I'm black. Oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> And Kenyon, are you also black? I am black. That's I'm into that. I crazy. love that. Um, and this girl is black, okay? And I love black people. I love black people more than anything, okay? This girl is black. And she's out here like, I'm so glad that I don't have, you know, ugly skin. And, and like all these features. And it's well, like... It's, it's like you can literally go down the line. She's like... Oh. I'm so glad I don't have ugly skin. It's like your skin is black. You don't have white people's skin because you're black. That's the po- <laughs> that's kind of where it lies. <laughs> it starts and ends there. Then she says, you know, I'm glad I don't have a big black nose, which is a lie. She has a big black nose. And you know what? That's cool. I like my Negro nose with Jackson 5 nostrils is what Beyonce says. Same. And I agree with that. She <laughs> fully like has black. She's like, oh, uh, I'm so glad that my lips aren't too big. They aren't too small. Like, no, she has big black people lips. White people don't have lips. Which I've always thought, well, maybe I, I shouldn't say anything about that. <laughs> I just like, I don't know. Like sometimes lips are important for activities. Yes. And these are all, I mean, really at the end of the day, these are all features that black people have been ridiculed for having 
like none of this is coincidental. Like these are features that have been deemed ugly by for decades and decades by beauty standards because they are black features. And she's like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have them when she does. Then she says something else about her ears being not big because black people have big ears or something, which I think is honestly a coded Dumbo reference, which is a racist Disney movie, just by the way. Interesting. Were you taking notes? Did you keep up with that? I, I, I kept up with what you said. I don't know if I, I don't know if she was digging that deep. Maybe she's just been influenced, truly. You're right. Then she says, my hair grows out of my head straight, oh which my. you know is a damn lie because her hair Gosh. looks damaged as hell from being straightened every day. <laughs> and I just call it like I see it. She's trying to say, oh, my hair oh. is naturally this straight and it looks like it looks stiff as a board. It looks like it might snap off if you touch it. Stop. Thank goodness she lives in California where it's nice and sunny because the winter will come and snatch that away from you, honey. Anyway, she is literally a white supremacist. She has the KKK on speed dial. Oh, my God. She says things like, oh you know, I can't be in a room full of Negroes. She also fully says the N-word, which I think I said too much of in our last episode. So help us all. Help us dial all. Dial us back. It's like crazy. And I got tagged in this video on Facebook. And so then I tagged some friends on Facebook and it was funny until Jerome sat me down and we like watched. Yeah, well, you tagged me and DW. Much of the episode. And DW went and like basically watched the whole episode. And it is crazy. I mean, she's crazy. Like and it she was funny fo- until it like not only does wasn't. she Not only does she think that she's white, she is a white supremacist. She's like, black people are horrible and belong in jail and are smelly and dirty and fat and ugly. <laughs> it's crazy because she's fully black. She's fully a black person. Deception. Deception. She was <laughs> deceived. Yeah, that's all I have to say. If you're still racist, you're over. <laughs> Thank you for that, that scorching hot take. Thank you. Okay. Something that we've talked about on every episode of the podcast so far is A Star is Born. <laughs> um, however, we have not actually recorded an episode after the movie came out. Um, and But now it's come out and we've both watched it. And so now we need to discuss A Star is Born. It's amazing. It's so good. Every part of it is so good. I have not seen a better movie this year. It's, re- it's really stunning and really took me for a ride in my emotions. Yes. I cried the whole time. We saw it not with each other. Um, and Jerome saw it before me and he told me, he was like, I, she opened her mouth and I just shed tears and then the movie ended (laughs) and I had been crying the entire time. I literally cried from (laughs) when she first sings Shallow, but not when she first comes in, I'm on the deep end, but when she's like, um, (laughs) wow, sing it, sing it to the gods. Like it's really something else. I think it's a, it's a breakout performance for, for her. I know. In like it's a so new good. way. I mean, she's been in other things and other acting projects. I mean, someone could call it the beginning of her career an acting project, a performance art piece. That is shady, Kenyon. No. You're being shady. That is not shady. That's I recognizing it for a layer of what it is. I call shade. You're not, you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me that art pop was not an art project. You said it was acting. You said the beginning of her career was her acting. I, there's a, a level of performance to that. Mm, I call shade. Anyway, continue. How dare you? How dare you? That was such a big compliment to give her. Because she produced some amazing music. And on top of that, gave us some amazing theater. Who else was doing that? Barbara Streisand. 
<laughs> Shut up. Amazing music, amazing theater. Taylor Anyway. Swift, beautiful gowns. <laughs> Anywho, I thought it was brilliant. I did, I was reading up on, you know, the, the criticisms and the critiques, uh, which are all very positive because I think, I think Bradley Cooper does a lovely job directing. Oh, yeah. The writing of it is amazing. Uh, but there were, there were some, some things that got like stuck in my head. Like um, somebody somewhere in the New York Times was talking about how it, is, it feels like it's still told through this really masculine lens, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, I see that. I see that in a big way. Like for it to still be that like he has to die for her to like be herself, it sounds like a little bit of agency could have could have been given to her that wasn't, you know? Well, I think I think what's really tough about it... Spoiler alert, he dies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen Star Was Born... What is going on? Kenya's microphone just attacked him. It, like, fell onto my face. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen A Star Was Born, spoiler alert, because we're talking about it now. Um, I think that as much as we want, you know in a a very third wave feminist lens. Mm -hmm. We want her career to be totally, you know, to have nothing to do with him or with her romantic relationship or whatever. I just, I don't think that that is the case for this character. And I think listening to Lady Gaga talk about, uh, talk about her character, Allie, Allie does have agency, I think. She decides that she loves... This Jackson, Jackson. Allie decides that she loves... I forgot his name. <laughs> Allie decides that she loves Jackson more than she wants to, to focus on her career. And she loves her career. You know, She loves being a singer. She wants to go on tour. But she decides that she loves Jackson more than she wants to go on tour. And so I think then in that sense, it's almost... It is both self, selfish and selfless for him to kill himself at the end. I mean, there's a part of it that is... Mm. There's a part of it that is, okay, well, I'm going to set you free, which I think some people have been speaking out or have been criticizing as like, well, she should be able to make the decision for herself. Is that where that's coming from? But at the same time, he's like, you know, I don't want it to be on me that you are not as successful in doing all the things that you want to be doing. I guess it's the idea of success. And in the context of the previous movies, like, you know, in this one, she comes and she sings this amazing song backed by this orchestra and it's the final sequence mm-hmm. and it's amazing at the end she stares into the camera and you're like first of all you're gonna win an oscar for that look into the camera and second <laughs> of all you are a star now in that in that same analogous moment in the previous movies there's like a hello i'm mrs jackson main moment which i think like not to, quite to like put that underneath him i think that that like that really takes it a different direction and it, it it's different in this version. Um, but I think it, it didn't like stray so far as to like not be a part of what has been the movie and not be like calling upon what has been in the past. So I watched the Judy Garland version and I watched the Barbara Streisand version, neither of which I had seen before I saw the Lady Gaga version. At the end of the Judy Garland version, she comes on stage. I forget the name of the guy's character. His last name is Maine, but his first name isn't Jackson. Um, and she comes on after he has died. This is her first public appearance. And she says, hello, I am Mrs. Jackson Maine. And then they just applaud. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> they just clap. They give her a standing ovation because that's what she has said. And then they get, it's over. 
Um, in the Barbara Streisand movie, I don't think she says anything about his name, but she does sing a song. She does sing this song, and it's like this very long, like uninterrupted shot of just her face singing this song with this band behind her. And it's like really intense, but she like gets totally wrapped up and lost in it, which I think shows more of the like, maybe not exactly that like her career didn't start until this moment. Like, I don't think that's the point. I don't think it's like, I don't think that's what it means when it says a star is born. Mm -hmm. Um, But that now she is going to be famous in a new and different way. And perhaps in a way that is not inhibited by her relationship with her husband. Um, In the Lady Gaga, we get a we get both. She says, I'm Allie main. She used to just be Allie, but she goes on stage and says, I'm, my name is Allie main. And then she sings a song. Um, I think that like, I don't know. I think she really, I think that character really loved that man more than anything else. For sure. And so I kind of don't, the criticism that like her career shouldn't have been inhibited by him. I think that's fair, but I don't think that it was, I think that it was because she loved him so much. I don't think that it it was inherently. Like, I think that at any point, if she was like, "Mm, I don't really want to, be around this man anymore. Like I want to focus on my career and be successful and like do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Then she would have done that. She had plenty of opportunity to do that. Um, and she would have done it, but she didn't like, she went still while he was in, while he was in rehab, she went and visited him and was like, I'm here with you. Like I'm here with you and I will never stop. I will never not be. Um, and at the very end when she's like, I'm not going to go on tour, I'm going to stay here with you. Like, He's not pressuring her to make that decision. I don't even think that, you know, perhaps there is some sort of unconscious bias happening for her, but I don't think that she feels like, you know, I have to do this because it's my husband and Mm -hmm. he'd be mad if I didn't, blah, blah, blah. I think that she really is like, this is what is important to me. For for her character, I think that's totally right. And I also think that I was completely enraptured and that was, I, this criticism for me at least like doesn't take away from like the way I experienced any of that Uh, but it does there is I got this distinct feeling at the end that like now she is free to be everything and before she wasn't and it was this moment that has changed things in a in I don't know if you can say a qualitatively good or bad way like she I believed in their love in a huge way and at the same time I was like that kind of sucks that it feels like he's releasing her into the world through his death, Mm. you know? Um, And it's also just interesting that like, this is a story that has now been told four times. Yes. Um, And it's like, it's like, it's just interesting. Like what is the fascination with like the birth of a, of a star in this way? I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Mm. So as we're talking about Lady Gaga and uh, uh, a star is born, as I've mentioned before, and as I will say again until the day that I die, Lady Gaga deserves an Oscar for this performance, and I think she's going to get one. I really hope she does. I think she is at least going to get an Oscar for original song. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. But I think that she also could get an, an Oscar for Best Leading Actress in a movie, which is great. <laughs> I love Lady Gaga. Just imagine all the moments, like imagine red carpet, imagine acceptance speech, and like, I'm going to cry at all of those. And if it doesn't happen, I will also cry. (laughs) Angry tears. 
Wow. Um, I love Lady Gaga so much. I think that she is stunning and incredible. I think that she, so she, I think she's going to EGOT, you know? For those, she already has those Grammys. She already has those Grammys. I think she has six. She might have more. For those who are unaware, EGOT stands for Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. So we're Honestly, tag yourself. Me? Yeah. Um, you, you pick two, I guess. I pick two and you pick mm-hmm. two? Who's who? I think I take, I'll take Tony and Emmy. Whoa. And your Grammy and Oscar. You thought I was going to say Tony and Oscar? I love TV a lot more than you do. You're right. You're right. So I think you're I think that's right. Oscar. You love movies. Oh, I'm Kenyon. I like movies. Okay. <laughs> you love A Star is Born. Thank you. That's true. I also like movies, but I also love television. I was just watching How to Get Away with Murder today. Oh my God. It's so good. I couldn't. I had to fall away. No, it's it was so good, too, It was too intense. My heart was yeah. like beating the entire time. It like... Oh my gosh, the end of whatever season that was when she's like in the elevator. Oh, with the baby? And the baby and oh my everyone's God. bleeding. And it was like, this is, I'm being manipulated. I'm being emotionally manipulated. They talk about real stuff, dude. They're talking about immigration. They're talking about Ooh. queer lives, both in the US and abroad. They're talking about uh, the public defender system. They're talking about solitary confinement. It's so cool. One it's thing that like I will stuff. never get tired of is Viola Davis. I mean, she's incredible. Has she egotted? Amazing actress. She hasn't egotted. There are like very few people who have actually gotten all four. Am I correct in saying that? Um, yeah. I mean, it's not a ton of people. Um, I bring it up because, okay, Viola Davis doesn't have a Grammy. Um, I bring it up because I think that Lady Gaga is going to egot, um, which honestly is kind of bold of me to say because she only has Grammys right now. <laughs> but but I think gets, she is 100% going to get the other three awards. Without she's going to get the mind. Oscar. She's going to get the Oscar. She could hop back on American Horror Story. Yeah. I mean, she probably won't. But she won a Golden Globe for American Horror Story, which means that, you know, she works on television. Um, also, it's, you can get an Emmy Award for, like, performing on TV. Oh, that's right. That's so right. In fact, I think that she's been nominated for Emmy Awards for performing on TV before. Um, it's really the Tony that, that needs some work or needs some brainstorming. Yeah. There was a rumor going around that she was going to play Fanny Bryce in a revival of, of Funny Girl, but I don't think that's true. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it would be a good move for her. I think she has it. Yeah, I but really it, would, think she has it, it would be mimicking Barbara, Barbara. Streisand too much. Um, I also did, I mean, I don't think that she has the like quick, witty charisma to play Fanny Bryce. But that's just me. I think she has it in her. I think She's They've really also never done a revival her. of that. So I guess it would take like a big star to do it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know that she'd nail it. She'd have to nail it eight nights a week. I do think that like it, it just, for her career, like to do Barbara back to back like that. Doesn't I don't sense. think, I don't think Unwise. it's her. I don't think it's smart. Um, but it would have been amazing. I think it would have been incredible. Who else do you think is going to got? Ooh. I mean, up until recently, I was going to say, um, well, yeah, John Legend. You predicted that one. Um, but then he just did it. He just won his Emmy. He and Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice all won. They all got it at the same time for producing. Um, what's it called? I don't like Andrew Lloyd Webber. What's that musical called? Which? That John Legend was just in on TV. Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, My cousin was in that. That's crazy. Work. I know. So I should be less hateful when I talk about it. Um, Help us all. You know who I think is going to actually 
be like up there maybe soon. I think it's Jennifer Hudson. I don't. She think has so. like she has irons in the fire. You know what I mean? Like she she has projects currently or like in the near past that like we're all in all four realms, uh, which I think is is really the hard part. Is like is that she? So how can you be like on stage it. and on TV and in the theater and in my headphones at the same time? And like Jennifer Hudson, someone who like has that and has had success in that. Do I love her work on The Voice? This is The <laughs> Voice. No, but I think it's coming. I think like she could surprise us. Mm, yeah. I mean, she has a Grammy. She has two Grammys. Um, Who's she, of your... course, has an Oscar. Already she's amazing. Incredible. And honestly, if you're a black person, that's the hardest one to get. So that's that's true. that. There are only, you know, people don't really know that. There are not many black Oscar, like, acting performance winners. It's a very, it's much smaller than people. Especially women. Especially women. Um, There's Hattie McDaniel. There's uh, Jennifer Hudson. There's Lupita Nyong'o. There's Halle Berry. That's what it was. Uh, And um, Viola Davis. Word. And... Wait, that did actually, Viola win? No, that's no, not true. no, 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 no. Um, because there um, is. Um, why can't I remember face? that woman's name? Okay. I'm Octavia. literally being stupid. Octavia Spencer. It's Octavia Spencer. Um, and uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Okay. City here's who it is. Oh my God. It's Gabbard. No, but Monique. Yes. Oh no, you're right. She was nominated. Okay. Halle Berry, Hattie McDaniel, Whoopi Goldberg, Jennifer Hudson. Monique, Octavia Spencer, Lupita Nyong'o, Viola Davis, yes, did just win an Oscar. For what? For Fences. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You, you know fences. I love Fences. Um, okay, so you say Jennifer Hudson. I don't really buy it. Although she did just win the Grammy for being on this, the cast album of the recent revival of The Color Purple. But I saw her in that. You know, I go to theater. Shut up. to see up. shows Bye. on the great white way. Um, that's what they call Broadway in the biz. Uh, Please cease and also desist. Thank you. And what did you think of her? I didn't think that it was Tony Award winning. Well, there it is. Um, what about her counterpart in that? What about Cynthia Erivo? Miss Cynthia Erivo. Okay, well, here's the thing. Cynthia Erivo already has a Tony, an Emmy, and a Grammy. <laughs> so she just needs an Oscar. And, oh my God, oh my God, she's about to be in this Harriet Tubman movie. She's about to be in many movies. She's, she's like coming in out movies with now, things. but she's about to be the lead. She's going to play Harriet Tubman in a movie about Harriet Tubman. I and can't. if she sings in that movie, she's going to win an Oscar. I want to see her. I want to see her just act. Yeah, I but I want her to win an Oscar. Making, I think people are always making singers who can sing sing in their movies, and that's one thing I really appreciate actually about. This is going to make you laugh, but what I appreciate about A Star Is Born because yeah. yes, Lady Gaga sing all over the place, but in the first. Like, after she sings La Vie and Rose in the first part of the movie, there's an extended amount of time where she doesn't sing, and then she was, like, acting, acting, acting. She and I was, was like, acting. oh, wait, you're giving me beats. You're, like, sinking your teeth into this moment, and I love that. Um, and I think people, when people can sing, um, or, like, the same thing with, like, 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 Whitney Houston in The Preacher's Wife, a movie that I absolutely adore and love, but she's singing all over the movie. And it's like, you contrast that with, like, her in The Bodyguard, and it's like, oh, she can act in the bodyguard and she's like giving stuff. And then like her in the preacher's wife, you're like, 
oh, like just like fun and like she's, she's a great singer. singer. She's a great singer. Which both can be true. But yeah. how do you recognize? I that? mean, that's every movie that Beyonce has been, yeah, halfway decent in. That was shady. Yeah, um, any movie that Beyonce is really good in, she's singing. Cadillac Records and Dreamgirls, and that's it. <laughs> Yikes! Um, but yeah, wait, Cynthia Erivo is coming out with literally three movies. I think between Cynthia this Erivo, year and and next year. I I want her to win the Oscar though, and I don't think they'll. You know, they hate black women. So I don't think that they're going to give her an Oscar if she doesn't sing. I don't think they'll find her compelling. Here's the thing. I think that the people who vote for the Academy Awards, the Academy, you know, the Motion Picture Academy of America or whatever the fuck it is. That's it. You're really nailing it with all of the acronyms. MPAA, girl. I think because most of those people can't really sing, um, they are more moved by people who sing in the movies. You know what I mean? Okay. Like they th- that seems That very seems like annoying. a tenuous argument. But I think it's true. <laughs> I think it's true. Like I think that if Lady Gaga didn't sing in that movie, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, it was good." But I think that because she's saying that like just bumped it up another level of being compelling. I think that just makes it more compelling. Word. I should really correct this. It's not the MPAA and you were also wrong. Thanks. It's the AMPA American S. Motion Picture Academy Society. <laughs> I'm gonna give you one more guess. AMPAS. Ampas. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> Association of Motion Picture Something and Sciences. Arts and Sciences. You you like cross the two. It's the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. That's what I said. You said the association the second oh, time. You said Academy uh, the first time. You know, we'll give you like, you know, that nice round I'll take top. full credit. Thank you. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Me on the exam that I just took last week. LOL. Um, Back to Cynthia. <laughs> great. Uh, I think Cynthia Rivo is going to win an Oscar. I just hope she sings in the movie. Or she, I, I personally would be happy if she didn't sing. I would love for her to not sing if it doesn't make sense. And then also to win an Oscar if it's Oscar worthy. Word. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Stop. <laughs> um, what do you think is the easiest one to get? Probably an Emmy. Because you can win an Emmy for so many things. And it's just like, I feel like people don't give Emmys the respect they deserve. But also, right. like... People just win Emmys for all sorts of things. You know? I'm looking at this list of, at this list of people who have a Tony, a Grammy, and an Oscar. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, it's the shortest list. Like, you have the list of people who are missing a Tony, missing a Grammy, missing an Emmy, missing an Oscar. Um, And the missing a Grammy, no, the missing an Oscar list is the longest list. Of course. Um, But it's only one longer than the Grammy list. Really? Yeah. So I feel like Grammys are, I mean, I, I don't know, like in, for like engineering stuff, you can get like a Grammy on an album, Grammy in sound design for a show. Right. But like our, TV, I don't know. Yeah. We've talked about, I think that the easiest way to do it is to produce, is to produce Word. music. Word. Everyone needs music. Because you need to produce music to be in all those things. Music producer on a Tony. I mean, on, in the theater. Tony Award. Music producer win a Grammy. Produce something that goes on TV, you win an Emmy. Produce something for a movie, you win an Oscar. Blam. 
That's you hear it. that, everybody? Just go be so a producer, and you get an EGOT, too. Um, anyway, this Emmy Award, missing an Emmy Award list, they're like all musical theater people and Elton John. <laughs> it's uh, Oscar Hammerstein, uh, Alan J. Lerner, Frank Lesser, Alan Menken, Stephen Sondheim, Jules Stein. It's like all... Wait, Alan Menken's missing an Oscar? An Emmy. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm an so sorry. Emmy. Please keep up. An Emmy. These are people missing an Emmy. They're all musical theater people. Okay, so you think an Emmy is the easiest. For sure. I'm trying to think if I agree. There's just so many. I mean, what would be harder than an Emmy? Or what would be easier than an Emmy? Excuse me. Well, sometimes I think that getting a Grammy would be easier. But I guess if you're doing all four, then Grammy can be the hardest. I think Oscar's the hardest. Well, in the context of doing all of them... Like I think, I think in general, if I were to, if I or if if many people were to like go out and try to get one, I think the easiest to get is a Grammy. For what? Because you just have to like help produce something. You just have to like, or you have to like play on someone's album or something. I mean, you have to be a musician. Sorry, <laughs> um, <laughs> but there are so many Grammys. I know we just said there are so many Oscars. There are definitely more Oscars. I mean, there are so many Emmys. There are definitely more Emmys than there are Grammys. There are hundreds and hundreds of Emmys every year. For the Grammys, I mean, everyone who, like, does any production on a Grammy, a, on a Grammy-nominated song or album gets a Grammy. So you think that because, like, when a Grammy is awarded to a work, it gets awarded to all people in that work? It then, does. like, yes. that is why... Okay, I hear that. I and so you just have to get yourself that. in the ring somewhere. And there, you know, there are millions of genres and there are tons of awards in it. Like, if you were to pull up the number of people who are nominated, it's a ton of people. That's all I'm trying to say. It's a ton of people. Word. And so I feel like that's the easiest one to, like, elbow your way into. However, I do think that of the four, the Grammy is the hardest to get if you're getting all four. Because it's easier to get the other three if you're a good actor. I mean, so many of these people who are on the Missing a Grammy Award list are great actors. And just, like, aren't as much of a musician. Right. Like Al Pacino. Uh, but the thing is, you Maggie can, win, you can win a Grammy for reading something. I reading know. an audio So all these people need to read something. Viola Davis. Read a book, girl. Read a book. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'll write a book for her to read. But you really did predict, you really did predict John Legend, who yeah. also did just come out with... A Christmas album the today. The old Christmas oh, album. Oh, it's everyone's Christmas. It's Christmas album day, I guess. Because John Legend just dropped a Christmas album. Uh, Jessie J dropped a Christmas album. Me which is honestly really good. She is such a good singer. Um, does she have Grammys? I don't know. She must. Let's Google that. Guys, what did people do before Google? What did people do before, like, or before Spotify when you were just like, oh, I'd love to listen to that song right I now? I think about that all the time. That, like, a song would come out and you'd be like, well... Wish I could listen to it, but like, I can't. <laughs> gotta run to the record store and then go sit at home. Well, I'm thinking wild pre-Spotify, but like post-internet. Like if you didn't have iTunes or you didn't want to spend money. We, we technically like grew up in that almost. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm remembering my specific, very real, visceral experience. Oh, I'm so sorry that I've touched on something so like. Thank so, you. So real so for you. So very sensitive to me. Um, Jessie J has not won any Grammys. She was nominated for one. For what? Bang Bang, obviously. She's such a talented singer. I sometimes really question her writing um, and her lyrics, but and Sing some more. still, 
she's she's got a voice. She's got a voice that can do all kinds of most things. anything you could ever ask it to. And so you've got to go listen to this Christmas album at the end of maybe half the track. She <laughs> says, "Merry Christmas." <laughs> she says, um, "Anybody want some eggnog?" <laughs> Oh my word. There's one, I forget which track it is. There's one track where she like in the middle of the track starts laughing and then just belts out a note. She's like, ha ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Oh, she's a good singer. Um, And then Pentatonics also dropped a Christmas album today, which is like literally their fourth or fifth Christmas album. They're out of songs to sing. They must be out of Christmas songs to sing. I don't think so. Um, There just can't be. A fifth album worth of material, unless you just make your own ones, which I think people really should. They do write some original Christmas songs. John Legend's album has a lot of original songs on it. It might be like half. Then Sia released that all original Christmas album last year. What is it about Christmas music that like makes it Christmas music? Besides like, yeah, we can talk about Christmas and snow and snowmen, <laughs> but like, I feel like there's like, there's like a... <laughs> I think that's a common it. genre. You know what I mean? Like have that's yourself a merry it. little Christmas. Sounds like Christmas time is here. Sounds like chestnuts roasting on open fire. Sounds like I mean, because it's all like... jazz. That's why Pentatonix has such a monopoly on the market is because people think that like acapella and jazz and Christmas all coalesce. Word. People wouldn't listen to, you know, you know, not people in general, of course, but you wouldn't turn on the radio and hear like a jazz standard any time of the year other than Christmas when it's Nat King Cole singing the Christmas song. Word. And so people just give it that permission because I think here's why, this is why people don't like original Christmas music. People like the feeling of Christmas music because it reminds them of when they used to, you know, be with their families or when they were a kid or whatever. This, of course, is all very, you know, Christian centric and exactly American Western, blah, 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 whatever. And that's very real. And I don't want to ignore that. Um, I think that people who love listening to Christmas music typically do that. They love that because it reminds them of listening to those same Christmas songs when they were a kid. And so if you come out with a new Christmas song, it's like, that's nice, but I listen to all I want for Christmas is you every year. Or I listen to, you know, the Jackson five Christmas album every year with my family or the new age is like, we listen to Michael Buble every year. I think it's, I think Michael Buble is a very interesting, I think he's a very interesting, um, he, that album just blew up. Like everyone listens to that album. Everyone listens to Michael Buble's Christmas album. He sounds great on it and the arrangements are good. I really dislike him. Not, for anything that he's done just because of the way people react to him and people are like oh you mean they like name some like amazing jazz standard oh, feeling like, good by michael buble and i'm like <laughs> no are you kidding me you haven't heard nina simone seeing like what yeah no yeah so yeah. that's why i just can't with him but you mentioned all i want for christmas is you and i think mariah carey is honestly low-key like the most recent like christmas songwriter that we've ever had i think all i want for christmas is you is the last song the most recent song to like get into the christmas canon no that's that a lie out. santa tell me ariana grande i don't think it's made it i don't think it's, it's made getting it. there, I think girl. people of every generation know all i want for christmas is you i know but that's because that song is transcendent that's what i'm saying <laughs> that's what i'm saying thank you so much for agreeing with me and she wrote oh my god she wrote oh, where are you christmas 
<laughs> are you going to try to sit here and tell me that Where Are You Christmas, sung by Taylor Momsen, okay, who played Cindy Lou Who in How the Grinch Stole Christmas you 2000. You sight. Uh, starring Jim Carrey as the Grinch. They're making a new Grinch movie this year. My dad just texted me the other day. He was like, we have to go see it. My dad loves the Grinch. <laughs> and I was like, I knew that you would text me this as soon as I knew that, that movie was coming out. And he sent me an eye roll emoji. And I was like, but you love the Grinch. Anyway. <laughs> Drama. What are other... I'm thinking like, what's that Paul McCartney song? Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. But what are other like new Christmas songs? Oh, there's, what's that Christmas rapping song? You know what? the song? You know what I'm talking what? about? What? Um, uh, it's Christmas by myself this year. You know that song? I have no idea what's going okay, on. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Um, I think Ariana Grande, uh, Santa, tell me. No. Absolutely out of, out of balance. All I want for Christmas is you came out like 25 years ago. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm agreeing with you that like nostalgia is a big component of it. And I think that thing transcends and has now made it past the point of like generational awareness into like, this is just American culture. It's and just out and about. Exactly. LOL at quote unquote American culture. There has to be like a, like did the Backstreet Boys make a Christmas song? Like that's what I think it is. But like I if think, we don't know it sitting here right now, then it is not, it doesn't qualify. But I don't know every single Christmas song. But everyone knows all I want for Christmas is you. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I'm, there might be something that we're not thinking about. Okay. Okay. I'm here to broaden my horizons. Thank you. Find something for me. I'm scrolling through this article right now. Oh, cite your sources, girl. Wow, River Joni Mitchell is a great Christmas song. I don't consider that a Christmas song. Oh. 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 Okay, wait. Wait, Eight just days for of Christmas, now. Destiny's Child. <laughs> <laughs> you both came up with one. Um, just for Now I by my girl, Imogen Heap. Oh. I'm, I'm so happy. sorry for screaming really into this microphone. Rolled that R, girl. Thank you. Um, amazing, amazing song. I love it. It's like a sad Christmas song, which I think is honestly necessary because everyone at Christmas tries to be happy, even though a lot of people are struggling around that time of year because it reminds them of a whole bunch of mess. You know it was number one on this article? Hmm. All I Want for Christmas is You was number one on this article. Well. But you brought up um, Eight Days of Christmas. That's a good song. It's a hilarious song. On the eighth day of Christmas, my baby gave to me a giant Oh, you know all those words. Yes. Say. Come on, Christmas. Um, I think you're right. I give up. But everyone loves a Christmas album, and everyone's releasing a Christmas album because everyone loves a Christmas album. So, Canyon, I think it's time to send it. Wow. Let's do it. Who are you sending it to today, Jerome? Um, I, okay, so earlier in the podcast, I said that my arm hurt which is kind of a cryptic foreshadowing of this moment now. So this week I started going to the gym. Hold for applause. Thank you. I started going to the gym just cause like, you know, it gets me out of bed in the morning. I don't go every day. Oh God, no, I don't go every day. Um, but when I do go, it gets me out of bed in the morning. It gets me like up and moving and grooving. Um, it's good for your body. I think that my body appreciates me more so i've been going to the gym i've been lifting weights which i have not done since i was a, in high school 
on the track team. And even then I really tried to get out of it. <laughs> I can't even imagine you doing that. Yeah. I still I can't like, have like a mental image of any of this. We would go into the weight room. I think our lifting days were like Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe. I don't know. But we would go in and the guy at our high school who was in charge of the weight room He'd be like, he'd have this whole thing set up. He'd be like, you got to do, you know, three sets of this and four sets of that and this and that and the other thing. And I'd be like, I did three crunches. I'm going to leave now. Um, because that's how devoted I was to the team. Hopelessly devoted. Um, so I've started going to the gym this week. And it really, my, can you explain the muscle thing? To, you've got you tear them to the rebuild them and they're, they're like it feels like my muscles are ripping out of my arm oh my god it hurts i'm trying to extend my arm right now and it hurts it hurts stop oh, stop it right now oh my god it hurts i hear this too much it um, hurts it's the only thing i've been able to talk about for days i've been engaging in some oh, other type of less masochistic exercise oh um i just go running i also run I okay my cardio in i was on the track team were you on the track team? I was on the cross country team, girl, because we go long distance. Okay. Well, I ran hurdles. Okay. All of this is literally years ago in high school, so <laughs> none of it actually matters. Mm, speak to you for yourself. Speak to fit it with it. What? Uh, uh, uh. Speak to fit it with it. What? Okay. Oh, um, you stopped right when I, I stopped. When I when I wanted to join in. Talk more about running. Um, we, I, I love running and I love running outside. You love that like treadmill stuff. Well, I also like running outside. You know, as okay. I said, I was on the track team. I enjoy running outside. I enjoy being outside. Part of the idea of me, um, working out would be to like get outside, get outside Word. of like just being in my room or being in a practice room or just being inside all the time. Um, it's a little cold and running on a treadmill is so easy. I can run for 30 minutes straight on a treadmill. There's like something about nothing. running outside that like makes it real to me and like makes it means that like if I say I'm going a distance, like an out and back sort of thing, if I commit to an out, then I am also committing to a back. And then I like it. I end up pushing myself just a little bit further than I think I can go every time instead of being like, well, now's the time. And then like being able to just call it whenever I can call it. I like the like, I think that's something about long distance too. Like I just enjoy that like last little bit when you're like, Actually, I should have stopped like two <laughs> minutes ago. Um, but then like, then you feel really good after it. You're like, yeah, I did that. Amazing. I kind of like the, I like that if I'm, if I'm running outside, you got to run somewhere and then come back. But I will often like run somewhere and get tired and like stop and like sit down or just oh, start no. walking or whatever. Oh, no, no, no. Um, and so this is almost counterintuitive, but I like being it. Like if I'm on a treadmill, it's like I'm just on a treadmill. I can stop whenever I want, but I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. It's like I am not going to stop. And I know that it doesn't matter and no one's looking at me and I don't have to report to anybody, but I'm like, I'm not going to stop until I hit 30 minutes. And then I do it. And I'll, I'll get to like, you know, 26 minutes and I'll be like, I'm so tired. I would love to just stop now instead. But I make it to 30 minutes. And it feels good. It feels like Word. because it takes the extra willpower, I feel like I'm devoting more of myself to it as opposed to like, oh, yeah, well, like I ran out here. And so I have to get back. I have to get back anyway. And I could just start walking back. And typically I do start walking That's back. Wild. I don't know. It's like the it like fulfills the same function, but a different way but for both of us. Way. That's weird. 
Um, anyway, that's we're sending, we're sending it to exercise by way of by way of our dads. We I love kept our talking fathers. to my dad about like going to the gym, and he's like, you know, it's gonna clear your mind. It's you're gonna sleep better at night. Your body's gonna love you more. Like as you get older, your body isn't gonna like be mad at you for sitting in the same place for 20 years. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's only week one. And so we'll we'll see how it goes. But I believe it. But, yeah, I've been talking to my dad a lot about it, and I like that. Word. We love a father. And I love my father. My dad is a marathon runner, which is crazy. And he's that always... crazy. He's always... He, was, he visited me a couple days ago, and he was like, yeah, you know, I think I crossed, like, you know, like... Something like 70 races. And I was like, wait, stop, stop. 70 what are marathons? You, what are you saying? Marathons and ultra marathons. He's crazy. What the hell is an ultra marathon? Anything longer than a marathon. How much We're longer? talking like 30 miles, 50K. The longest thing, he, he's ridiculous. He started, he started running like for timed distances, timed races instead of just distance races. Instead of like, we're going for 26.2 miles. Like this is a six hour race. This is the 12 hour race. And whoever runs the furthest in 12 hours wins. <laughs> what does that mean? The furthest? Are they like, like you in a on a loop? Contain- oh, okay. You're like on a loop. Um, but it's just like, go, right, go. <laughs> go. Okay. I'm going to call you, call you in six hours. Where are you? Baltimore. How far is that? Thank you. <laughs> wow. This has been a theater piece. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm the Tony. Wow. And what did I say in the Emmy? And the Emmy. That's me. And this is the reason why I'm the Grammy. Thank you so much. I was so upset with that. Um, but I love my dad and he's been trying to get me to run for just ever and ever. And like I, I, I sometimes run with him and whatnot, but he's been really supportive of me as I've been like trying to get myself together the past couple of weeks. Um, and like text me and he's like, I'm getting ready to go on my run. Like, how was yours yesterday? And he just keeps me accountable in that way. And it's so nice. I love that. My dad has been doing the same thing. I love our fathers. My dad has been like, I'm going to the gym today. How did you go to the gym yesterday? How did it go? He was like, are your arms hurting? And I was like, yes, they are a lot. He knew. Thanks, dad. So that's where we're sending it. Send it. Thanks, mom. (laughs) Well, you should say dad. Thanks, dad. Oh, I love the lower register. You've got a a little bit. Okay. Um, I think that's all she wrote. It's another one in the books. And in our hearts, really. Mm, Hearts and minds. Heart mind. Wow. You know I love a heart mind. Another one in the books. And that's all she wrote. Can you say that one more time? Another one in the books. And just like a last time for like closure. Another one in the books. Bye. <laughs> and the Oscar goes to. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. <laughs> we love that is brought to you by Drone Walker and Kenyon Dunn. Our music was done by Sophia Compormore. And our artwork by Griffin Keller. Thanks for listening. Peace. See you later. Quincy Jones has more Granny Award nominations than any other artist. <laughs> Granny Award. Huh? You just said Granny Award. No, I didn't. <laughs> you should just say Granny. I said Grammy Award. Um, Tommy will help us, and he will roll back the tape.